I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Nothing will stop the Satanic Total Release! Bart, stop testing Satan! Welcome to the place where you're so sick of the question, why Satan? We named a podcast after it. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I want to thank everyone once again for listening. And I also want to mention that, holy shit, it's hot in this room. Holy fuck. Okay, now that that little bit of complaining is out of the way, let's get on to what this episode is actually about this week. So, the first segment is going to be me addressing what would happen if I had no morals and I didn't give a shit about my integrity. What would that be like? The second part of the show is going to be about all the different things I've been hearing about the anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers lately. They've been saying some interesting things, and I really don't think they've thought it all the way through. After that, I'm going to talk about the show, his dark materials, and why I keep referencing it the past few episodes. Because I've referenced it more than a few times, and I'm sure that some people are wondering why. Then after that, I'm going to move on to a question that I got asked, and... It wasn't a question that I really thought about that much. I may have brought it up once or twice, but someone asked, so I will answer it. After that, I'm going to get into the news a little bit. And as always, when there's something that could be triggering, there is a trigger warning on one of the news stories. It is the second one. It is talking about the defense one of the QAnon rider lawyers is using. And... In their defense, they use a slur aimed at those who have mental disabilities. And I wanted to mention that ahead of time because I mentioned one of the slurs, not the R word. I don't use that word, but I do mention something in a quote. So I wanted to give the heads up that if that is something that bothers you to just either be prepared for it or when you hear that story, skip a little bit because I always want to make sure that anyone who listens to the show is comfortable. So thank you very much again for listening, and let's move on to the first segment. With all the talk of wages and how they need to be raised, and also the talk of places saying, well, workers won't work for basically crap. It's the unemployment that's the problem. To the point where I saw someone on Fox News complaining that, well, you know, it's gotten to the point where you have to pay people to go to work. And I know that's not what he meant. He didn't mean, how dare those employees demand to be paid for their work. That's not what he meant. He meant, like, giving cash incentives to work there. Um, I don't see why that's a bad thing. Personally, I think it's fine. I think it's a good idea. And I've seen other places rather than actually pay their employees for coming in for an interview or paying their employees a bit more, they would say, well, if you come into this interview, we'll let you have a free appetizer, which tells me that their margin is high enough that they can just give away free appetizers and not really have a problem, that they definitely could pay their employees better. But through all of this, I was thinking about how lying, if I were to just make shit up, I could make quite a bit of money 
Now, how I'm how I'm coming from this is I've seen a lot of people come out saying they were Satanists and talk about how they did things like sacrifice babies, they were part of a cabal. They talked about these giant big evil organizations that they were a part of. And they'd sell books to Christians, go on Christian talk show hosts, go to uh, QAnon podcasts, sell merchandise, all this other stuff. And real Satanists are looking at what they're saying and going, this is nonsense. This is all garbage. They've clearly never been a Satanist. I mean, if you just look into these people, pat their past, you can easily tell that they've, for the most part, always been... And for the most part, it normally is Christians who do this thing. They've not been a Satanist at all. And it becomes pretty obvious. However, people eat this stuff up. And as I said, I've looked at bills I pay. And I think, what if I did that? What what could I do if I just turned around and jumped on a YouTube or made a different podcast I could call it something like the Get Behind Me Satan podcast. Make it a very Christian podcast. Uh, be fiery and passionate and pull from ideas of like uh, Alex Jones or uh, some big preachers. And I could get really into it. I could say all this different stuff about how I witnessed things at the TST HQ. I could embellish a lot. I could talk about the evil rituals I took part in, that I'm part of some underground community discord and website that talks about all the evil plans that we're going to have. I could talk about how I'm an educator in the entire time. I've been using science and history and all these other things to teach their children the ideas of Satan. I could lean into it so hard. And I could tell them that so many of their teachers that claim to be Christian aren't, that a lot of them are Satanists just like me. I could talk about different uh, politicians that the right has hated and how I've seen them in these communities and how they're part of these satanic communities I could talk shit about different Satanists that I've ran into. And yes, I'd lose friends. But hey, I mean, it would be great for me. I'd probably make a lot of money. I could, I mean, if you've ever read some of the really horrible uh, Christian self-published books, I could write a piece of crap and I could do very well. I mean, th there's a horrible book. I don't know if you've heard of it, Mama Bear Apologetics. It is a horrible, ridiculous, stupid book. It is, the amount of knowledge in there is just like, it's like someone Googled ideas and just flipped them to make them Christian, like had no idea what they were talking about. But I, I could do that so easily and I could make it sound so convincing. I've thought about this and I've thought about how I'd never do it. See, I often hear how atheists have no morals and you hear that even more in the case of satanists and if that was the case i think more satanists would turn to church i think more of them would turn to a faith a different faith that's far more accepting i don't mean that they're accepting of different people i mean they're far more accepting of your existence if you're a christian 
yes, you have to be what they tell you to be, but they don't want to kill you or get rid of you or throw you out of a job. As long as you conform to what they want. And if us Satanists had no morals whatsoever, think about what we could do. Think about how much money we could make. We could go in front of churches. We could tell them exactly what they want to hear. Because we know what they want to hear. We probably know their Bible better than they do, a lot of us. We have knowledge about Satan that we could twist, like, the literature, like Milton and, and Revolt of the Angels, and we could take TV shows and point out these satanic themes in them. Like, I could probably do about five sermons on the new TV series, His Dark Materials, and I could just invent things out of whole cloth, and they wouldn't even bother trying to disprove them because they'd want it. They'd eat it up. I find it very interesting that the same people who claim that we're in it for money and power and control, a lot of those people, I find, particularly certain Arizona state senators, are in power, have money, and control. Even certain late-night talk show hosts. It's almost like projection. In our society, morals aren't the best road to wealth. Let's be honest. If it was, megachurch pastors wouldn't have jets, and most Satanists wouldn't be worried about their rent or mortgage. If morals brought you wealth, most people I know would do very well for themselves. If one person who trusted me felt I'd use them, I'd feel crushed. But a lot of these megachurch pastors, like Jordan Peterson and, and uh, Joel Osteen, not Jordan Peterson, but you know who I mean, but a lot of them just use people. They give the idea that, well, if you give us money, God will return it tenfold. And I've joked to a lot of people, not a lot of people, I've joked to my friends that if I had no morals, I could do a lot of things. And I believe the same could be said about almost anyone hearing my voice. I think almost anyone who listens to this podcast, who has even the slight idea of why they're a Satanist, or not even if you're Satanist, if you're open up to different ideas and you listen to the podcast because you're curious about Satanism or you're just interested in different point of views, you could probably make a lot of money by being a moralless little piece of shit. But if anything, I think we can be very proud of the fact that the only time we've ever entertained these ideas is for a second. And then to later realize we'd never seriously follow through with them. And I think that's, like I said, something we can all be very proud of. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. About two weeks or so ago, I did a podcast on science. And speaking about science, we know that masks do work for the most part. Now, they don't work to protect you from a virus. They're far more effective at stopping someone from spreading said virus. And we know this. And part of the reason why masks at first were not talked about or used, because before the scientists were saying masks were not useful. And a big part of that was, one, as we know, to conserve masks for hospitals. 
because we didn't want people buying them up. Two, we weren't quite sure how they how the virus spread as well. But now that we know and we know masks are useful, and as you've seen the meme, people are saying, hey, where was the flu season this year? Well, as we noted, you guys have been wearing masks. That's where the flu season was. It got cut down because, you know, masks. And I've been seeing two interesting things come out of the conspiracy theories about masks when it comes to COVID. One of them is masks are a way to control people. What That never made sense to me. I've never understood that talking point. I've tried to find out where the idea comes from. If I'm going to talk about something that makes no sense to me, I at least want to try to figure out if there's any reason. Now, I found a few comments here and there, like in right-wing talking points and Twitters and social media posts and other nonsense, but nothing fully makes sense. I mean, one of them, it's that masks are muzzles. Okay. Masks are like Muslim veils. Masks take away identity. And looking at all of these, I find it odd. that They're pretty low on details. First, the one about muzzles don't make any sense to me because, well, they don't do what a muzzle does. It doesn't stop you from biting anybody. I mean, it might be a little harder to bite someone through a mask, but I mean, you, you can still bite someone. I, I doubt it's about biting. And um, they, they clearly don't make it that hard to talk. I mean, I think a lot of the reason why we don't, why we have to sometimes speak up through a mask is we, we get a lot of our contacts like through facial reading. And yes, it, it can muffle voice a little bit, but I wouldn't call it a, a muzzle. Now, the Muslim veil thing, I can at least understand the bigotry behind it. Well, no, I, I don't understand the bigotry, but I understand that the same people who don't like masks are also the same people who don't like Muslim. So at least they're being consistent in a screwed up, fucked up way. So I kind of get that. But still, I mean, the last I heard was that Democrats were evil uh, atheists. And that's who they say that want to push the mask because it's the evil Democrats. And per- personally, I'm I, I, I don't I mean, it just seems weird to me that I, I don't get it because they often talk about how these people want a godless government. But then they also say that they're want to push Muslims on people. I, I don't get that one. The one about taking identity makes the least amount of sense out of all of these. And it's even more confusing than the muzzle thing. And that's because it conflicts with another method of actual government control, if government wanted to control it. Around the same time that masks were being introduced, for the most part, uh, government was starting to really get into this facial recognition stuff, which is making more difficult by, you guessed it, masks. If the government wants to control people, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would pick this new technology and say, fuck the masks, let's do this fa- facial recognition chip. The same people who are against masks are the same type of people who attack the Capitol. And those type of people are getting discovered because of this facial recognition software. So if these dumb masks that actually worn a mask, not only would they have been less likely to get sick, but they would have less been less likely to get caught. I mean, let, let's not tell them that. And I mean, it would be seriously funny if it wasn't so fucked up. And I don't think there's any real reason that 
there's actually any logic behind this anti-mask thing. And I think it's basically that someone told them masks are bad and they're control and they don't want to wear masks largely because someone told them they shouldn't wear masks or they find them slightly uncomfortable or I don't know. Some people, it might be that they've seen Asian people wear them and Asian people Um, or they like being children, like I said, and they don't know what they don't like being told what to do. The second thing that's not quite masks related and it's not quite science related, but it's kind of related on people completely missing the point and being completely ironic. Now you hear people complaining that to go places, they need to be vaccinated. And they freak out whenever you mention this thing like vaccine passports or anything like that. I've seen people do the same misunderstanding that they have about the First Amendment by saying that a business requiring to disclose if you're vaccinated or not through paperwork is a violation of HIPAA. First, no, it's not. HIPAA stops your doctor from talking about your medical stuff. It doesn't stop you from willingly disclosing a medical fact in order to get into a building or get onto a form of transportation. And I just find one big thing about this all completely fascinating. So they are angry about a place that is requiring them to show paperwork because that place is worried that they might be someone who's unwanted because they maybe they're dirty or unclean or carrying disease that because they might be diseased, they might bring about health care risks or they might be dangerous. So this building, uh, say like a target or a plane is asking for this paperwork to know if it's safe for them to get on this plane. Now, these are the same people who scream and rant well, you can't have anyone undocumented in this country because we need to have paperwork to know if they're diseased or dangerous or might cause a problem with our health care. I mean, did they not see the irony of this? Did, did they not? I, like, I, I got this from, like, I can't remember who sent it, but I, I saw this, like, great post on Twitter making that point. And it struck me as just amazing that these people don't get the irony. And these are the same people who talk about that we need IDs to vote. And, I mean, voting is a right. Like, you have the right to vote. You you don't have the right to go to Target. So you would think that getting into Target should be harder than voting. But no, if you make getting into Target or somewhere else harder because they need to be vaccinated, they lose their shit. But if you require someone to have an ID who maybe they work a completely 12-hour shift at a job most of the week and they can't get out of work in order to go get a fucking ID because the government buildings are, like, closed, like, ridiculously early... Well, no, that's completely reasonable and completely okay. It It's like these two things, the mass thing and this paperwork nonsense, it is completely, it is like they have missed the point 
they like this is the perfect way to like look at that it's like they they don't see how their complaint might in some way they, they don't see it and these same people at the start of this with the masks and everything they were saying well my body my choice and like they said that as a like a dig at like the libs or the like people who support abortion but it's like yes yes it, it normally that would be the case but with the mass thing, you're endangering someone else's bodily autonomy. And then they'd go on to say, well, the, the baby has bodily... And it just... They completely missed the point. And sometimes I wonder if, like, they purposely don't see the point or if they've been so brainwashed they can't. And for a lot of people, I think that they purposely don't want to see the point and the reason why I say that, when I was a believer, there were there were certain things that I purposely, like, I, I didn't think about it as purposely then, but, like, now I can see I, I personally, I personally, I purposely missed the point. Like, on climate change, that was, like, one for me, where, where I purposely missed the point. And I, if it wasn't, so, like I said, if it wasn't so fucked up, it would be funny. And later on in the news section, I have another thing that, yes, now these anti-maskers are now wearing masks. And um, it's for a very interesting reason, is all I'll say till we get into that segment. For the past few episodes, I've mentioned a show called His Dark Materials. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's a show that is currently airing on HBO Max and originates from the BBC, who is the one who actually makes it. And the root of this show is a series of books by Pullman. The series is called His Dark Materials. Uh, the one that most people are probably most familiar with is the first book, The Golden Compass. And if anyone knows anything about that book... Its most famous aspect is the fact that for a while it was banned in different places. And a lot of people labeled it as a very atheist or satanic mindset because it is very anti-church. Not to give much away, because I will say, if you can watch it, watch it, because I think the show's great, but it is on a streaming service, so if you can't, you can't. Uh, the books are good. They're aimed at a younger audience, but I still enjoyed them. And at its core, the books are about how this authority, which is God, is, at least from certain people's point of view, is being oppressive. And the main villain of the series, at least one of the villains of the series, is a group of people called the Magisterium. And basically, they're the Catholic Church. It's very, it's actually a very well done allegory. It's not like Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, where it's like very thinly veiled. It's like it takes some thinking to, okay, this is what they're going for. Not a lot of thinking. It's a bit overt at times, but it's pretty good. And the book series and the show itself draws a lot on two books that 
uh, Satanists know a bit about. It is Revolt of the Angels and Paradise Lost. Those two books, like, you can see the themes running through them quite a bit. There's a lot of Paradise Lost in there. There's a lot of Revolt of the Angels in there. I don't want to really spoil anything for people who are, don't want to know anything. So probably skip about, like, let's say probably about a minute, two minutes, maybe three at most, if you don't want to hear anything about it. But there are angels in this book. They, uh, I don't believe they are gotten into till the second and third book. And some of them have revolted, revolted in the past. And they are hoping to revolt again. And they are aligning with this character called Lord Azriel, who some people view as a sort of a satanic or even flat out Satan allegory. And they want to overthrow God. And it's interesting also the fact that the protagonists of the book, uh, Lyra, who you meet early on, and another character, Will, who you don't meet till later, the things that make them good at what they do, the thing that makes them protagonists, their skills, are things that you normally wouldn't have in a protagonist in a classic children's book. Will, one of the things that he does straight away, it's, it's an accident, and again, spoilers, don't, don't listen to this if you want to know nothing, but through circumstances, he accidentally kind of murders somebody, and that, that makes him, him useful <laughs> in the book, it, that he has the capability to murder is one of the things that gets called back. It's like Lyra through her, I'm not going to, she finds out that he is what she calls a good murderer. And Lyra is, she's a very good liar. That, that is like one of her things. Is she is very good at lying to the point where she gets the name Silver Tongue. So I just find it interesting that you have this story that's based on, it's very much based on Revolt of the Angels and Paradise Lost. Like, I, I've seen other Satanists agree that, yes, this is actually a pretty good book if you are interested in something like Revolt of the Angels and can't get through the wording and want to get, like, a gist. It's, like, it's pretty good, these books. And just the fact that, like, I'm actually surprised that they're being aired, <laughs> to be honest, considering one of the goals of this, again, spoiler, don't listen to this if you don't want to know. One of the key things of, like, Lord Azriel is he, he wants to kill God. <laughs> like, that is the main thing he wants to do. He wants to kill the authority. And so I'm actually surprised it airs, though. It, it airs on the BBC. I, I think if it was shown on main TV in the United States, people would not be happy. But like I said, it, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, if you have HBO Max, give it a shot. If you don't, the books are, they're not super old, but they're old enough to where they're probably not that expensive. If you're interested in something like that and you don't mind something that's aimed at a younger audience, give it a shot. I really liked it personally. But I, I figured for anyone who didn't know what those books was, because I've referenced them a few times, and I think they're awesome. I think they're really well done. And yeah, I just, I've had people ask me, well, you keep talking about his dark materials now and then. What are you talking about? So I just thought I'd 
explain that. So thank you for my rant about a, a show that I just finished w- watching the first two seasons of the other day. Uh, so, so, so thank you listening to my rant. Some people like my rant, some people don't. So thank you very much. I got a question from my email this week on the podcast, my podcast email, and I don't get many of those. And a lot of it that I do get is hate mail. And th- this one was a question, actually an, an interesting question that I don't know if I've answered before. Someone asked me, and they didn't tell me if I could say their name or not, so I'm not going to. They asked me, well, you've said before that you're a, a cis white guy, and you seem really passionate about transgender issues. Like, they've picked up that, uh, to piss me off, transgender transgender issues, things attacking those piss me off a lot. And they asked why. Like, And, like, the boring answer is, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, okay. The longer answer is, it's someone I know who I'm close to. And that's the most I can disclose because they don't want to be out or public. And that is their choice. They just want to be themselves and happy. So I can't go into any specifics. But they are a good enough friend, and I I see them enough, and I talk to them enough, that they are an important part of my life. And because they're an important part of my life, anything that affects them affects me severely. Like, if something would emotionally hurt them, it emotionally hurts me. And that's why I am very angry at these issues when they pop up. When there are issues with this issue, which there shouldn't be. It's just a human rights issue. There should be no issues with the transgender issue. It it should be just be human rights. It's that's what it is. It's human rights. It shouldn't be controversial at all. It's it's just what it is. It's, I'm already getting flustered because it's making me grumpy. But I want to thank you for asking that question because it's it it's one that I've heard before. It's one that I've been asked before, and the fact that it came through my podcast email, I'm like, okay, if someone's asking this through the email, enough to actually send me an email, okay, so they're, they're not the only one thinking about this, so I do want to say thank you for that. And that's probably the easiest way of getting my attention. If you really want to like make sure that you get my attention, my email at podcast at ysatan.com podcast at ysatan.com will get my attention very, very quick because the amount that I mostly just get shitty hate mails through it. So if, if I see a subject matter that is not fuck you or you're going to hell, um, I'm definitely going to read it and put a lot more thought into it because if I'm going through a Twitter feed or something, there's so many conversations and, and I answer them individually, but if if you want me to address it on here and you want a better, longer answer than I can put out in a Twitter, shoot me an email and I'll either re- reply on here. And if for some reason you don't want me to reply on here, 
I can send you an email back. But yes, th thank you for that question. It wasn't something that I thought that people might want an answer about. So thank you. So as I promised earlier on, I did find an interesting news story about people who don't want to wear masks and don't want to have anything to do with the vaccinations because they are anti-vax. And I don't know whether to be glad with this news or I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, there is a news story that talks about how anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers might actually start wearing masks and they might actually start social distancing. And you have to wonder why. I, I saw that headline like, oh, uh, was there a study that like came out on this? I'm like, no, no. It's um, more conspiracy stuff. Uh, they believe that vaccinated people are going to shed certain proteins that will cause those who were unvaccinated to have things like irregular menstruation, infertility, and miscarriages. The idea is that it is part of a massive conspiracy theory that COVID-19 was developed in order to help depopulate the world. And the vaccine is what will be the instrument to cull the masses. There's even some people, and it's not in this article, but it's other places that I've heard that people saying that, well, in a few years after the vaccine, you're going to see that people who took the vaccine in three to four years, they're going to all start dying. And I'm not too sure where people are getting this, but I mean, for me, if it gets them to wear a mask, I mean, it's, you know, um, problematic. They believe this thing, but if, if it gets them to um, wear masks, great. And there's actually anti-vax influence, influencers that are they're pushing people to wear masks because of this. And I, it, I don't get it. It's, and it, it's telling them to stay away. One, one of the quotes in the article is that the, one of these influencers is telling their people to stay away from someone who's had the vaccine forever. I mean, I mean personally, if you're an anti-vaxxer, yes, please stay away from me forever F forever like the sandlot forever like just go over there one because i i just don't <laughs> um i don't have the energy to debate when anti-vaxxers like i i have the energy to debate with some people i, I don't have the energy to debate with them i really don't now this next news story that i found that has to do with the capital rioters i'm going to say like i normally say at the start of the show this one's going to have a trigger warning because of some of the content of it now everyone knows that like when this got to court it was going to be an utter nightmare now one of the lawyers for the person who's known as the QAnon shaman is saying that the reason his client fell for Trump's lies is because him and people like him, and I'm going to quote here, this is the offensive bit, are the type of people who should be on the short bus. And 
basically saying that they are, uh, they have a mental illness, which, I mean, I, I don't like insulting people by saying you should be on the short bus. To me, that's, it's incredibly offensive. I just want to say that right off the bat. But what their argument is, is that they were subjected to Trump's propaganda that they say has not been seen since Hitler. That that Trump's propaganda was as bad as Hitler's. This is not a liberal saying this or someone who's running against Trump. This this is a lawyer who is backing one of these QAnon people who rioted at the Capitol. And their their saying is not only that it is Trump's propaganda, that it is Fox News is also to blame one of the defendants also used the term Foxitis. And the reason why I think that's super interesting, I think that it's going to clash with, it's going to cause a problem for Fox. Because either they're going to not cover it, which probably they're not. But if they get attempted to get pulled in court, they can do one of two things. They can either go after one of these rioters and lose viewers, or they can... Just throw up their hands and go, um, whatever, and not defend themselves and basically throw out the window their whole argument that we are just an opinion channel and no one listens to us. Because they won a lawsuit based on the idea that no one could reasonably believe anything we're putting out. So I found that interesting from that perspective. Just something about watching, like, just people use people who they would normally be allied with as cover and just throwing each other under the bus. To me, it's fun to watch when it's people I really don't like. So I just found the article interesting, even though it contains a horrible slur in it. Another bit of news that has me rather outraged because the last time I did a news segment, we did science news and nothing outraged me there. So uh, this week had to outrage me a lot is the fact that Israel did a missile strike on a media building. And no, it wasn't just some, you know, media source that was uh, like a Hamas media. It was, you know, actual media like Al Jazeera and other foreign natural press, including the Associated Press. They just bombed the building. And their excuse was that Hamas was using it as cover. First off, I mean, with all the bullshit Israel's been doing, Lately, I don't believe them at all. Second, even if this was true, don't they tout like that they have a really good military? And, you know, Hamas isn't exactly something that could stand up to their military. So really, they could just go in there and just go take the Hamas that were being there rather than just, you know, bomb the entire fucking building in Gaza because... You know, the media is there. And I'm sure that that was their actual objective. The, f the fact that the media has not been as kind to them with this one lately. Normally the media does have a little bit of uh, Israel bias just because of the fact that America kind does for the most part. And the media doesn't want to piss off the majority of people in the country who normally support Israel. Luckily, from what we've seen... That's slowly starting to be eaten away at. More and more people are becoming a little less 
apt to just believe whatever Israel says. And I know that someone's going to tell me that, well, you're just beating around the bush. You're saying that, well, the media normally is very favorable to Israel because you mean that the the Jews run the media. It's like, no, that, that is not why. It is because political bullshit. Even the Democrats back Israel most of the time. And that's the main reason the media does too, is that both political parties tend to back Israel because that's just what we do in the United States. And it's completely ridiculous. I had a whole conversation the other day on how this area of land that the Israelis apparently said that was theirs, they needed to take back. If you look in the history of it, that's complete bullshit. The the name of it, which I can't pronounce for the life of me, but the name of it is named after a pretty famous... Muslim, who is of great social, historical, and religious importance in that area, like to the point where like his tomb is there, it is named after him, and worshippers go there. Like that is clearly not Jewish land. But I'm really hoping that this is the time that maybe Israel went too far, that people are just sick of this at this point. And there's even news reports at this point that behind the scenes, the United States government is really leaning on Netanyahu to stop and just pull a ceasefire immediately. And Hamas is actually saying that a ceasefire is imminent and they want to have a ceasefire within 24 hours. Israel, on the other hand, is being completely silent on this. They're not mentioning if there's going to be a ceasefire. And in my experience, group who doesn't want a ceasefire when you're winning just tells me that and let let's not be peter on the bush that israel could win a war just for the fact that all the shit we gave them so israel is not in danger by hamas hamas does not pose a danger to israel at all so the fact that they're not even talking about a ceasefire to me makes me think that they want something out of this and considering the his history of Israel using attacks as an excuse to gobble up more land, I'm going to be frank. I'm going to be really curious to see if they try something like that again. And from everything I've heard in some reports that Israel knew that when they went to go take over the small region that it was going to lead to a rocket attack, it was part of the negotiations and talking with Gaza and everything and that it was going to happen, and Israel just said fuck it and did it anyway, and they didn't give a shit, because we gave them that stupid fucking Iron Dome that lets them do whatever the fuck they want and face no consequences, because the people around them are not as technologically advanced as them, because the United States gave them all this technology fucking shit. In my opinion, if we wanted to have peace, we should fucking give both sides the fucking Iron Dome, and have it be where any rockets shot up into the air whatsoever get shot down. That would help. I don't know, just this it, this issue pisses me off to no end. Considering just also the fact that I, I'd like to talk to the Israelis right now. Most of the Americans who say they support you only support you because they think you're going to be the start of the end times. And they're pretty sure that in the end times, like, you know, the Jews are going to get wiped out because you people are not Christian. So they're not in it for your interests. They're in it because they have a little death cult 
for the most of them, for a lot of them, for a lot of the big people who really pushed the, we need to stand by Israel, like the Pats Roberts of the world and like the major like religious dominionists, like that's their reason, Israel. They don't give a shit about you at all. They want you to be this sacrifice to kick off the end of the world so God comes back. Like, that is what they want from you guys. So trust me, the United States, at least those people, don't have your best interest in mind whatsoever. They couldn't give a flying fuck about you. And granted, considering your policies, for the most part, the government of Israel, I don't give a flying fuck about you people either. You guys are doing horrible, horrible shit. Cut it the fuck out. And I know this news section is turning into a bit of rant. I'm not the most educated person on the whole Middle East conflict. But even I know, just like from a cursory understanding, that just the shit that Israel is doing needs to stop. Like, they are... Basically, what they're doing is the equivalent of an older brother poking you continuously in the backseat of the car. And eventually, when you've had enough and you slap the shit out of your older brother to tell him to stop, then your older brother cries and whines and says, Mom, he hit me. And the mother screams at you because you decided that you were sick of being pushed around. That's kind of what happens with Israel. Israel's poking at the Palestinians all the fucking day long. And when someone like Hamas goes, okay, fuck you. And Hamas are not the good guys. Like, they're not, like, they're still not the best people. Like, the Palestinians, like, a lot of them don't want Hamas. Like, they'd rather just be in peace. But Hamas is the people not only who are protecting them, but they also do, like, some social services. So, you know, attacking Hamas is not going to win over the Palestinian people. And I've seen people say this, and the response that I tend to get is, well, Israel's not trying to win them over. Israel's trying to punish them enough to where they don't do it again. And that, like, is the stupidest mindset. Like, that is... That is literally how we got World War II. That is how that happened. World War II happened because the West decided that it wanted to punish Germany so badly for something they didn't even really do that Germany like, was easily able to be convinced by a complete horrible human being and racist bigoted shit because... They had nowhere else to turn because the rest of the world fucking shit on them for stuff they weren't even responsible for. And talk about not learning from history, saying that, well, we're just going to beat them so down into the ground that they're not going to have anything left. Well, you know what? When you do that to someone, when you do that to a people and they don't have anything left, you're right. They don't have anything left. So they don't have anything else to lose. It is the stupidest tactic imaginable like if you talk to any person in intelligence or anything like i've heard this said that you you don't give an enemy no escape even if like hamas was like this horrible like i mean they're not as i said they're not good but they're no threat to israel they're really not for the most part it just it pisses me off like like i said the, the news this week is just pissed me off so i'm gonna end it here before this turns into a whole other rant but thank you very much for listening and once again this has been why satan 
and Hail Satan. Once again, sorry for that little rattling sound from my fan at the beginning of the episode. I think I know what it might be, and I'm going to test out a theory. And hopefully, next time I need to have my fan on pretty high, because it's hot in here, there'll be no sound. <laughs>